And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. <clears throat> Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Uh, did it freak you out to have your podcast name screamed across the parking lot? Not really. I was kind of actually impressed that my brain recognized that somebody was saying Doc Manson and that I did, in fact, turn and look at this person. Um, it was kind of cool, honestly, to be recognized uh, as a C-list celebrity, you know, just randomly out and about, um, you know, while out with Mrs. Manson. I thought that was really kind of cool, to be honest. Uh, but then, of course, I, I realized that the person yelling my name was you, D.C. Matthews, at the D.C. Matthews. And it became much less exciting. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Being recognized by the greatness that is D.C. Matthews Aww, is still a very, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a high point for any day for me. But, yeah, I, I, definitely, I definitely had that moment where I was like, the jig is up. Somebody knows. <laughs> anyway, that was you. yes. Uh, I don't remember which day that was. It was uh, Saturday, Saturday. Maybe, but who knows? Yeah, we were we were out and about, and we wanted to go to the to the Trader Joe's and pick up some things. Um, and sure enough, we're walking across the parking lot, and my wife kind of looks over and goes, "Is that Doc and Mrs. Manson?" And I'm like looking in cars, like, are they driving by or something? And I'm like, where? And she points and I look and go, yep, there they are. Probably 50 feet from us. Also at, you know, just having left the Trader Joe's. Uh, how was yeah. your, how was your trip to the, to the package store? I understand that that's a, that's a local term. Some people are not going to know what I mean when I say package store, but how was the package store? It was great. I got packages. Some of them were full of alcohol. My wife does like to tell the story when she came to uh, the university where she and I met. Um, you know, friends of hers from this area talked about going to the package store and she thought they were talking about a place to go buy cardboard boxes. She did not know what that meant. Fair enough. But yeah, I know. Uh, package store, bottle shop. Uh, Wine cellar. Liquor dispensary. Sure, sure. And as it turns out, dispensary of all sorts of different things. Because not only did I go home with alcohol, DC. Oh. I also went home with, apparently now they sell THC infused seltzers. Interesting. And you went home with that? Um, yeah, also. Um, so... Please I tell me you're I trying one right now. Please. No, this is some of the regular alcohol. Um, I've had, I think, three of the other things already so far in the last week. And? Week? Last week? Five days. I don't know. Nothing. No, no, no noticeable effects. Although maybe I was a little less stressed about stuff maybe mm. there's not very much um active component in the seltzers that we bought i think five milligrams in the can which is not a ton sure. but given that i've never had any in my system that, ever before that was my question because i was pretty sure that you and i shared in common that we have yeah. not partaken 
um, in in the marijuana or the 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 pot, as the as the kids say, hip to the lingo. That yeah, I and I will say I've actually so far I have split those cans with Mrs. Manson. Oh, okay. So I think I've ingested at most two and a half milligrams. Um, so, so so if you chugged one right now, I don't know. Probably nothing if I had to guess. But they also sold cans, which I believe had 10 milligrams. And I think I would be inclined to try those the next time. I think that's all they're selling. I think like if you go to an actual dispensary, you can get stuff with more. But like that's what is mainstream, I guess, now in our state anyways. And I'd be interested in trying it. I will say I thought they tasted quite good. Um, you know, I've sort of been every once in a while on the alcoholic seltzer uh, bandwagon here and there. And those to me always are a little off. They're always kind of ruined by the alcohol taste. Um, these did not have that, obviously, since they were alcohol free. And I did not notice any other significant taste in, in these particular ones, just the fruitiness of the flavoring. And so that was kind of nice. Um, again, did it do anything? I don't know. Maybe. Well, well, I am glad. I, you know, again, I I have considered it vaguely. Um, you know, we have CBD oil in the house. I have not found that to be particularly uh, useful. But I... It, it really shouldn't be. It doesn't really do anything. Yeah. But, um, you know, the, the champ, Papa Matthews, has offered many times... For, mm. for me to partake in the, the multitude of products uh, that he possesses. So, does, your, does, does the champ think that he raised a square? Um, I think he went out of his way to raise a square. You know, the... the <clears throat> fair. It was very clear as a child that I was not to partake in anything. And then when I got to college and... Uh, you know, my relationship with my dad changed very much at that point. Um, I started to hear stories of the things that he did. <clears throat> and I was like, you did a ridiculous amount of stuff. And yet you and he would always just raise his hand and say, do as I say, not as I did. And I was like, but, yeah. but now that he's 75, almost 76. Yeah. He, he would very much like me to take a bottle of his blueberry-flavored THC gummies home with me. So. I'd like to go home with one of those, too. Oh, I, I'll look into it. I'll be home probably this weekend. <laughs> uh, how, are, how are things on the, on the family sense? We, we talked last week. Oh, I mean, um, good-ish, I guess, out of the hospital. I don't know if I mentioned that last week or not, if that happened yet. I don't think so. Um, uh, so she's... Back at home, away from home, because I think I mentioned that they are down south. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of happening away from home. But so now the hospital back to where they stay. I think uh, still not entirely herself, still forgetful of certain things, difficulty um, using correct words. But I think it's getting better day by day from what I've been hearing. And it's that's good. Right. That's really all you can hope for. And should be having some follow up appointments maybe next week for one thing and then still a couple weeks out for another uh, brain scan, MRI. So, yeah, you know, still stuff to read about, but there's still stuff to find out, I suppose. 
but doesn't seem like any sort of imminent threats at the moment. But, you know, obviously that could change depending on, uh, I think really depending on the MRI, although I suppose the kidney thing could become a, a procedure, which probably relatively simple, but you never know. It, it, depending, could be could be more complicated. So at the moment, things seem okay, DC. Thank you for asking. I'm glad to hear it. Glad, glad to hear it. <sighs> and, and I think I've got like stress though, just like bubbling beneath the surface. You, you think so? You think yeah, well, you I'm not, I'm not conscious of it really. I feel like most of this stuff isn't affecting me really. But then sometimes I just catch myself and realize, oh, my jaw hurts because I've been grinding my teeth mm-hmm. for probably the last three hours straight and I didn't even realize it. You know what I mean? So I, I, I don't know. Um, once again, oh. all the more reason um, for you to be chugging on this show. <laughs> you know, I brought the Heffenweizen. in. That's enough. We, we have uh, this this precious few episodes left. Uh, you know, you need to get stoned out of your mind on at least one of these shows. Well, I, we only have one can left in the house, so I'm not sure I even have enough available to me that that is something that could happen. To be perfectly honest, but. Um, Oop, I lost you. Oh, you're back. Okay. Nope, you're gone. <laughs> oh, there you are. And you're gone. Still gone. Should I stop my recording? Oh, let's keep it going. Keep it going. Oh, there you are. There you are. All right. Yeah, let's keep it going. Um, Oh, and you're gone. And you're back. Oh, and you're gone. You're (laughs) cutting in and out. You're cutting in and out. Um, Yeah. Is it it the camera or the audio? Audio. Audio. Okay. So it is something probably with the mixer. Once again, I probably do have to plug and unplug things. So I suppose we should probably stop so I can do that. Okay. All right. All let's right. do that. No, no audio issues. No, no like we're that. fine. Nothing. We're fine. Yeah, we're good. yeah. <clears throat> Your camera was updating. My microphone is falling apart. Apparently everything's good. It's great. Everything's what do you, th- what do you think about kimchi? It's okay. It's kind of tasty. Uh, at our local, I, I like it in, soupy things mm-hmm. i don't know if ramen's the right term sure but because i think because isn't ramen japanese and kimchi's korean yes or is that not true but kimchi's definitely say, korean yeah. i think ramen's japanese yeah and at where i do have a place that serves what they call ramen and kimchi is a topping you can put on it and i like it very much in that setting mm-hmm. um but yeah why do you ask what when we spoke uh, in the parking lot, hmm. you mentioned that our local Mega Mart had pho broth or pho stock or something like that that you tried. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was stock. Yeah. So I went looking for it, didn't find that, but did oh. come across um, a sort of mild kimchi, and I've wanted to try it because I feel like I need more of that type of gut biome beneficial stuff. 
Um, Fermented foods. Yes. Yes. And so I had made a a chicken dish. um, And on a whim, I decided to just spoon some kimchi on it. And that's what I've been sort of snacking on. It is quite good. It does not. What did you uh, spoon it on again? I made a chicken, uh, a a chicken Genovese, Genovese. It's some sort of old Italian pasta dish that is historically, you can trace it back to before Italy was even had tomatoes as a native crop. So it's just onions and chicken and but it is it does not have any of the fermented flavor that I can detect. It just sort of tastes like kind of pickled veg, which is yeah. quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I like kimchi. Yeah. Um, so, you know, big stuff going on for you. And also today was the first day back. And you, you said something to me earlier that I really enjoyed hearing. You said you felt almost like you actually had a vacation. Oh, sure. Yeah. I don't know. Actually had some time off between last semester and this one. And, mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I I didn't want to go to work today <laughs> and and to do the work stuff, and I, I I don't want this semester to be underway, despite the fact that it now very much is. Um, but I will say I I feel like I actually had a break. I think I I rested somewhat. Uh, yeah, and Dif- that's difficult. You know, difficulty yeah. in that you know the world sort of. Gave you a left-hand turn you weren't expecting. Yeah, I mean, had some stuff going on, obviously. But, um, yeah, overall, it was positive. What, what What's being delivered? Is something being delivered? Is We're looking off. Obviously, Mrs. Manson is here. But this does not appear to be a, a delivery. Should, should, should I? I? We're trying. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get clear what the, what the instructions are. Does this go with the other thing you're bringing? Or should I just eat this? I will do that. Thank you. Thank you. What was delivered? It's an apple. It was cut up. She was eating an apple and didn't want all of it. I am often the the disposer of excess fruit. <clears throat> My wife, who, I'm I, okay who with I love incredibly much, um, cannot seem to finish a banana to save her life. It is just one of those. She has two or three bites, and then that is no longer a flavor she wants. And then I am handed like a third of a banana in the banana peel. <laughs> and I'm like, so not only do I have to finish this, but now I have to dispose of the peel. But that's okay. If you were left to your own devices. Yes. Do you eat the banana from the peel? Or do you remove the peel and then consume the banana? I take the banana completely out of the peel. Me too. <clears throat> I understand it's a, you know, it's a non-edible fruit cone, essentially. But yeah, no, I, I just, I discard it. Because usually then what I would do, again, if I have my druthers, is I then take some peanut butter and just slather a line of peanut butter along the edge. Do you ever make peanut butter banana sandwiches? Oh, yeah. I've made peanut butter apple sandwiches that are quite good. Oh, yeah. Sounds pretty good. I've never done that. That sounds good. I'd have dipped an apple in some peanut butter, so makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. Uh, 
when I when I am feeling when I'm very much on a health kick, um, I will do peanut butter and you know raspberries or peanut butter and strawberries rather than wanting to go for jam on a PB and J. Okay. Yeah. Those were the days when I was on a health kick. Those were good times. I bet you. I bet you they were. Um, so uh, what's going on? <clears throat> uh, back to work. I was I was battling. Uh, I don't. I, everyone was asking me. I would. I was out of work three days last week, which is often. On, it's rare, rare, rare that I am out for that length of time. <clears throat> and uh, you know, people have their flu is going around, and I think I had. If I had the flu, I had a very mild case, or I was just fighting off the various germs going through my classroom. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, so that was, so I had, I was out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then we had Monday off for the Martin Luther King holiday. And then yesterday we had some snow and ice, so I didn't have to go to work. Um, so I had a very lovely, unexpected sort of week at home, um, which was, which was very nice. I started getting a little antsy, maybe around Saturday, uh, hence why we went out into the world. But um, things are good. Things are good. Yeah. I, you know, I, outside of my, my piece of positivity, and I'll, I'll save that, um, you know, we're, we're doing our thing. Doing our thing. Starting to look forward to warmer <clears throat> weather. Starting to think about vacations or do you have a vacation plan for 2024 yeah okay <laughs> now i'm scared to ask uh what is said vacation plan well i want to say i've shared this with you before but maybe i haven't um so my semester ends on a friday right that monday I start my summer session that goes for five weeks where I'm lecturing for two and a half hours, pretty much every single day that ends on a Friday, get my grades in on Saturday. And then on Monday, I'm headed to Cape Cod for a week in an Airbnb with my lovely wife and yeah. my father-in-law, yeah, okay. my mother-in-law, my brother-in-law. Oh my goodness. His wife and the kid, their two children, oh. and all three dogs. That is not news I have heard before. Oh my! I adore your wife. She is one of my, you know, she is a dear person who we have now been friends for over 20 years. Um, and I have met her parents both. Lovely people, but that sounds intense. My mother and I'm considering trying to get myself an Airbnb <laughs> that I can just sort of retreat to. <clears throat> it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Because this yeah. would be what? Prime. This is prime Cape season, too. This is July. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that's June, I think. But mm -hmm. uh, if that doesn't work, might I suggest a tent? 
Nah. Is your wife excited for this? Nah. And do you have to stay the whole week? No. But yeah. Yeah. My mother-in-law would love nothing more than to schedule a week where we could all go somewhere. She was very much looking into the Delaware coast for a while. Hmm. When we had family in North Carolina, it would have seemed to be more of like a halfway point. Um, She's talked about it every now and then, but that would be her dream was to have, you know, the the two children, my brother-in-law and my wife, the two grandchildren and, I'm sure it would be fine, but that's a long time. Because how big is this house? Uh, it's pretty large. Mm-hmm. There's a pool. Okay. There's stuff. Are you going to have what? your own bedroom? Is this one of those big rooms with bunks and you're sharing a space with? I believe we'll have our own bedroom. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. In fact, not I believe. Um, I don't. It's, you know, I, I'm not. I'm honestly not like dreading it, but it's gonna be it's so, gonna so, be a week. So here's the question. Is that your only vacation you have so far? Yeah, so far, yes. Also, if, I might end up having to go to Maryland for work for a week. Oh wow. In okay. July or it's gonna be a busy July. July? Yeah, I don't know. So that's also sort of, uh, but that's also not something I really want to do either. Why so. would one in a position such as yourself need to go to Maryland? Um, to go to a university, to get training, potentially for teaching another course that is sort of part of this conglomerate of institutions Okay, that they want me to teach. So once more looking for, once more Doc Manson adding more to his workload. Not, this one's not exactly by choice. When the department head says, hey, can you take over this course for me? It's not really a question. I suppose that's true. So, you know, but. All right. Well, that could be fun. Would that be something that. Mrs. Manson would go to and just hang out. Probably. Because she's a Maryland. She's a Maryland. She's she's a Terrapin. Didn't she grow up in Maryland? She grew up all over the place. And if one of those places is Maryland, I'm not sure. I feel like I feel like she grew up in Maryland. That might be one of the places she was in. She was here. Yeah. She was in Pennsylvania. She was in Miami. Um, yeah, those I don't remember. For some reason, I remember Maryland. Maybe. But either way. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I hope you get to plan something just for the two of you. Mm. Mm. Although we did talk, we were taught, we were looking in hotels in Portsmouth. And I understand that, you know, hotels with the pups is a little tricky. Uh, but oh, we- well, we typically don't bring the pups so yeah but we were talking about there was a place and i was like you know this could be a place where the manson and matthews families could go for for like even if it was just for like a night and just you know 
be able to be in Portsmouth and the friendly toast and all of that sort of thing. So, just oh yeah, and that noodle place. Yes, whose name I should remember, but I don't. But I could get there if I was. But yes, and there's a French uh, patisserie that had excellent macaron. So, you know, got to get some of those and meander. And I'm sure there's other stuff that I'm not, I don't know about. So anyways, uh, you know, we keep talking about it and uh, haven't made up our minds. We know we want to do something in April when we get that week off, but we haven't decided where. There's a part of me that wants to go like to, you know, I have not, I've never done the tropical Sort of thing. I don't even know, like the Caribbean or, you know, southern Florida where the sand stretches out forever and the, the ocean is clear and you walk around in a Hawaiian shirt and you don't seem out of place. And part of me feels like I would enjoy that. And then another part of me thinks I'll just be hot and sweaty and miserable. I think it's probably going to be some mixture of both. Yeah. I'm just going to be laying on the top of the uh, ocean like an otter just sort of floating in the cold water. <laughs> you slap so, your belly a little bit? Naturally. Of course. Do, do that normally. Nice. Um, Brandon Banks mentioned something about these hypotheticals. Now, uh, for those just joining us, because I know, Doc, that we have new listeners every week. Every so, What are you eating? That is We've got a constantly anymore. growing audience. So. We do. This is a pretzel. Okay. So we've advanced from apple to pretzel. This was the actual fun thing that she was prepping for me. The apple <clears throat> just was, she didn't want it. Well, it was nice of you to take care of that for her. Um, yeah, Chuck Klosterman has this thing called Hypotheticals, 50 Questions for Insane Conversations. We've done some of them. Um, I know for a fact that neither of us will remember what we've done and what we haven't done. Probably not. Um, so I believe how we used to do this is I read two titles and then you picked which one you were interested in. Uh, one of them is called A Life in Film. The other right. is called The Unknown Companion. Ooh. I like the sounds of both of those. I mean, technically, we probably... The other issue is we tend to then obstruct the question and either tell it, tell everybody why the question itself is dumb or we don't wind up answering it. <clears throat> so we probably well, have time this one. to do both. Hmm? I'm going to answer this one for sure. All right. Well, uh, give me the unknown companion. The unknown companion. And maybe we'll do the other one. We'll see. No, we did this one already. We did? (laughs) At the age of 30, you suffer a blow to the skull. You have amnesia where you're missing five years from your life. You don't. Oh, yeah, we did that one. What? We did that one. Yeah, we did that one. Give me the other one then. All right. A life in film. For whatever reason, two unauthorized movies are made about your life. The first is an independently released documentary primarily comprised of interviews with people who know you and bootleg footage from your actual life. Critics are describing the documentary as brutally honest and relentlessly fair. 
Meanwhile, Columbia TriStar has produced a big-budget biopic of your life, casting major Hollywood stars as you and all of your acquaintances. Though the movie is based on actual events, screenwriters have taken some liberties with the facts. Critics are split on the artistic merits of this fictionalized account, but audiences love it. The question, Doc, is which film would you be more interested in seeing? I like a feel-good story. I'm going to go with the biopic. The biopic. Uh, you know, hopefully it's a musical and um, <clears throat> we can get some some quality entertainment mm-hmm. out I, of this three-hour epic. Three I agree that I think I'm going with the, the more fictionalized Hollywood version. Don't um, get me wrong. I think the other one could be interesting. But on the one hand, if it's really fair, I feel like, well, I lived it. So what am I going to see that's new? But then again, you very often color your own experiences. So maybe it would be a wake-up call to see that and to see how an outside perspective of your life has actually been. See that's, And maybe that would be motivation for improvement or change or to see it through, depending. I don't know. They, no, they both have their interesting uses, I suppose. No, see, to, I'm, I'm going with the entertainment. See, section. to me, everything you just described about it being fair and how we, you know, we're the heroes. DC's like, I don't want a learning experience. I don't want to be confronted with harsh truths. That's exactly it. I don't want to grow as a person. Are you going to grow as a, like... So I guess my question is, do people... I mean, you're not going to. You're going to come out of it with nothing but spite. Me, I can self-reflect. <clears throat> yeah. Does the does the subject of the documentary enjoy the documentary? I don't know. It depends on if it's a flattering documentary or not. Well, that's it. You know, do I think I am a nice person? Sure. And I think everyone listening to this would agree. Every single person listening to this would agree that I'm just a joy in all circumstances. But, you know, there is, an, there is a time of my life that I don't particularly enjoy um, thinking about. And I, I don't want to have to, you know, oh, we talked to all his high school friends and they said that he was, you know, this and that and, and nothings. I guess it depends on whether or not I'm Freddie Mercury or if I'm Billy Mitchell. In this Hollywood biopic. Yeah. Who do you want in your perfect world? Um, who plays you? David Duchovny. I love that you had that answer just ready. <laughs> it just felt it just felt right, DC. How about yourself? Um, I'd love to see you played by Paul Giamatti. <coughs> it, it's the young version that I'm, you know, because yeah, I could I could totally see that. But the younger version, I'm like, 
Although I trust Paul Giamatti, and you know they could de-age him. They could. They could. Jeez, if I had to de-age, if they had to go with a younger actor for the for the younger stuff. Yeah, that the, the premise is that I am aware of younger actors. Yeah, I'm not sure that I am. No, I'll go. I I think Paul Giamatti's a great answer. Bob Hoskins. Oh man, that'd also be a good one. I I would be just fine. If they were like, we're, you're not going to have any facial hair for this. I'd be like, if it's Bob Hoskins, that's fine. Dress him exactly um, like Eddie from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes. Eddie Valiant. That's it. That's all. That's fine. I don't need, don't need anything else. Uh, so there you go, Brandon. There was your hypothetical for the day. Uh, these can be bought, I'm sure, online and uh, other places where you would find these sort of random things. We found these. In Portsmouth. So at a, at oh, a shop okay. in Portsmouth, these were purchased. Um, I have nothing of note in the wrestling world to talk about. I How's know. the tribal chief? Uh, Is he getting his clock rocked every single week? No. Oh. No. He, right. he, he has adopted uh, a schedule similar uh, to Brock Lesnar. In that he only appears every so often. The Rock or the Tribal Chief? The Tribal Chief. Only. He's not a weekly presence. He's not having matches all the time. Um, I read some statistic like over the course of his thousand day reign, he's only defended the championship like 58 times or something. And like Seth Rollins in the last six months has done it 53 times. Correct. Or so something like that. If we were to go, if we are to uh, believe cage match, and I suppose cage match itself has sort of been a topic of conversation these last few days. Um, the last match that Roman Reigns had was in November, where he wrestled at Crown Jewel uh, against LA Knight for the title. Then he wrestled in October, August. He did wrestle twice in July, once in June, once in Mar- May, once in April, once in March, once in February, once in uh, January. Now, I mean, I don't hate it. Now, let's see. Of those, of his 2023 matches, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of them were for the title. So he defended the title nine times in a 12-month span. I think that's perfectly fine. I understand we used to have the 30-day rule. Um, and I can respect people who want to, you know, stick with the sanctity of that rule that was very arbitrary. But I don't have a problem. Um, yeah, and frankly, I don't really need to see uh, anyone, never mind a champion, in action every single week, right? Then you start running into the other end of the problem. We're like, how many times am I going to watch LA Knight fight Roman Reigns? Like, I only need to see it once, twice, third time grudge match. I don't need to see it 18 times, John Cena versus Randy Orton, right? So, like, I mean, you can't win. No matter what you do, people are going to complain about it. Yeah. And, you know, while I was not watching regularly during the two-champion system, I don't have a problem with two champions, one who is the workhorse and one who wrestles less often. 
Yeah. You know, it's a, it, you're telling, that tells me you're telling two different stories on your two different shows. So good for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all right. You know, the Roman is wrestling at the Royal Rumble, and apparently he is wrestling AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, and Randy Orton in a fatal four-way. So, you know, if we're if we're truly getting Roman Reigns versus The Rock, I brought this up on a joy of booking last week. You don't need the title. That it's match true. has no need for a championship. So you could give the title to Orton or Styles or LA Knight, I suppose, um, and let that, you know, let the title be the, the big thing for that match and let the Roman Rock story speak for itself. It's big, it's bigger with the belt involved, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. The rumble is not this coming weekend, but I think the weekend after that. And I am intrigued, although I do think having two rumbles in the same show is a lot. Fair. Fair. But, uh, but yes, otherwise. You one know, lady rumble, one manly rumble. Is that yes. what that is? Okay. Yes, yeah. and I appreciate that, but you know, again, I would very much flout convention, <clears throat> and I would do a Royal Rumble outside of January. Yeah, I mean, what if uh, six months from January? That's what July. Yeah, what if July were the month of the Lady Rumble? Or you switch. You know yeah, what sure. I mean? You can switch it up, um, and then. Yeah, the winner of the Rumble in July. What if that was the name of the pay-per-view? The Lady Royal Rumble? No, no, just just Lady Rumble. <laughs> Welcome to Lady Rumble. I like it. <clears throat> yeah, but then they the winner gets a shot at SummerSlam, and now you have the second biggest pay-per-view being this, so. Let's I'm get ladies it. to Rumble. No. I'm not sure I'm a fa- not sure I'm going to say that. <laughs> am I am I going to get sued? No, I don't think so. Uh, You know, we mentioned, I think, last week that Nick Nemeth, formerly known as Dolph Ziggler, uh, had made it to New Japan. He's Oh, yeah. What's his brother's name again? Ryan. Ryan. Nick and Ryan. Uh, Ryan and Nick. Nick Nick has also uh, made his TNA debut. He is now in TNA. Nick or Ryan? Nick. That's surprising. Yeah. Maybe not. I think everyone expected he was going to... Um, you know, show up on in AEW. It does I, seem like TNA takes more of the WWE folks these days. Although I don't know if that's really true. In my brain, I just I'm thinking of Trinity specifically. I guess. Well, but, and the the rumor is she's making her way back to WWE. So I mean, she, that makes sense, honestly. <clears throat> but yes, um, so TNA had a pay per view recently. And not only did Nick Nemeth make his debut, but we saw uh, the debut of Ash by Elegance, what? formerly known as Dana Brooke. Hey, all right. Her name is now Ash by Elegance. I think her real name is Ashley, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Somebody else. I got to. And I've lost your audio. Oh, hey, there it is. 
I'll be, I'm sure I'll be gone again in a minute. No doubt. Um, yeah, the Grizzled Young Vets are there. Somebody else made their debut, and I'm not going to be able to find it. Now I'm just wasting everyone's time. Tommy Dreamer? I mean, we know he was there. Rhino's there. Santino's there. Wait, is Rhino really there? Oh, Rhino? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I probably said that exact same thing the last time <clears throat> we talked about the DNA roster. That just surprises me. Huh. All right. Cool. Yep. Trent Seven's there. Oh, Zaya Brookside. Um, oh, okay. NXT UK. You know, it's it's not the greatest roster, but it's not bad. And apparently, I don't know how this works, but apparently you can join their YouTube channel for a dollar a month. And What does that get you? Uh, let me look because I don't remember. Yeah, YouTube has all sorts of membership things that you can do through it now. So, <clears throat> yeah, I heard I'm, that their recent pay per view, whatever it's called, was their like hard most to kill. profitable yes. in some time. Yes. Uh, so let's see. For a dollar a month, you get uh, loyalty badges next to your name. You get custom emojis. Neither of which I will ever use. And I believe you can watch Impact on YouTube rather than having to get whatever channel they're on now. Um, And then if you want $5 a month, monthly special events, pay-per-view replays, original shows, but they don't go into a lot of detail. Do you actually get the monthly special? Oh, so a monthly special event yeah. is different from a pay-per-view replay. And you don't get the pay-per-view live. You get it 30 days after. I know that uh, Impact Plus had the 30-day wait. I do not know if TNA Plus uh, does. So There's too many pluses. There are lots of pluses. And yet still no AEW Plus, which mm. cracks me up to no end. Uh Let's get to the emails before my mixer completely just blows up in my hands here. Podcast, Podcast at DDTWrestling.com is that email address. Should you like to have your thoughts read in the air? The first one this week comes in from Bestie Danielle, and the subject line is Sledgehammer? Sledgehammer. Hey, guys. I started a new job a couple of weeks ago, through the edu- although the education field is the same. The best part is it's only three days a week, six-hour days. It leaves me room to go do adult stuff on Mondays and Fridays. Scandalous. If you can make enough money working three days a week, six hours a day, good for you. Two nights ago, I was watching a SmackDown episode from December 1999. And then this wrestling scene that I know I've seen on a wrestling pay-per-view came back to my memory. And since then, I've been trying to place the name of the event, who was in it, etc. Maybe y'all can help me out. Well, we are experts when it comes to wrestling. I'm 90% sure it is not the scene where Triple H had a sledgehammer in his hand and was held up from a powerbomb and dropped the sledgehammer on the mat at WrestleMania 17 against The Undertaker. Nor is it the one from WrestleMania 35 against Batista. I swore it is something that happened within the past two to four years at one of the big four events. What I remember was the shock of suspense about the sledgehammer. Is he 
or she going to be able to use the sledgehammer as a defensive maneuver or will something happen where it's snatched from their hands? Or was it a WCW event? I don't think so because the picture was modern and not in the grainy 90s style. I have no idea what... So it's a, it's a moment with a sledgehammer, but it's not those moments, but it's some other moment. A one where <clears throat> he's holding a sledgehammer. I am reminded, and this might be the Batista thing, at, there's a moment where Stephanie McMahon is at ringside with Triple H, and she's like down below the ring apron and she stands up and she's holding the sledgehammer and she has this sort of evil look on her face. That comes to mind. But since I, I don't know, like he's used the sledgehammer lots. Um, so I'm not sure what, I think I would need more detail as to what you're talking about to truly understand what you're Perhaps about. it was that classic moment from WrestleMania 31 in which Triple H squared off against the iconic Sting and he used his sledgehammer in some manner like a sledgehammer would be used in a wrestling match. That's my best guess, DC Matthews. All at right. The DC Matthews. So there we go. So we have we have either Stephanie popping up from under the ring seemingly and we have uh, the, the epic battle between Triple H and Sting. There were Terminators there. True. Any idea of what moment during a match I'm trying to figure out? No, well, we I just explained it to you. So I also know it's not the moments with the bloodline falling apart, though those have been my top moments from last year that I actually watched. Now on to the question slash prompt. One of you come up with a wrestling and or movie scene and describe it vaguely for the other to see how well they can guess what scene it was and then reverse the question and answer. AKA, I will be most likely be attempting to solve the question as well. Might have went FYI. There. Doc, any updates on your mom's medical events from earlier this month? I hope it's all getting better. Cheers, Danielle. Hmm. We, I refer you. To the first 20 minutes of this episode. Yeah. Um, come up with a wrestling and or movie scene. Okay. So it doesn't need to be necessarily a. Uh... All right. So here's mine. Okay. We've got our two characters. Mm -hmm. uh, they're seated mm -hmm. in a public eatery. All right. Mm -hmm. And so during their meal. One of these characters demonstrates, let's say, a significant emotional expression, perhaps causing a notable reaction from other patrons in their vicinity. It's pretty humorous. Mm -hmm. Will she have what she's having? She will. When Harry met Sally. Here you go. I would gladly partake in your pecan pie. Uh, all right. Um, let's see. I want I know what I what it is. I just gotta pick the right. So are the, there we have multiple characters in this. 
All right. And and this is a movie. This is not a Lonesome um, Dove wrestling. No. <laughs> it's a movie I know you've seen. Okay. Um we have here these three experts in their various crafts. And they are living these quiet peaceful lives in this little town area. Three men and a baby. No. Damn it. Um and these the bad guys are trying to take advantage of this village and they send these other two experts in and the two bad guy experts are both playing the same musical instrument ah which not only doubles as a musical instrument but sends phantom yes 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 items um that cause harm. The minute you said the musical instruments, I knew we were talking about Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, it's such a good movie. Yeah, that is a good movie. Supposedly they're making a sequel. I look forward to it. I want to see the rest. Like, I don't think I've even seen Shaolin Soccer, and I know there are others from the, the same. Kung Fu Hustle is definitely by far the best one. Oh, it, how could but, it not be? Yeah. I was going to mention the scene in the casino with the, yeah. the, the two lovers and the beast. And he beats him into the ground and then a small piece of wood pops up and he taps him in the face. Such a good movie. Uh, Thank you, Danielle. That was was enjoyable. Next up, we have Glenn WCW Invasion Part 2. Just a follow-up to last week's email, guys, and how I would have booked that match. Rock defeats Sting by People's Elbow. Sid defeats Rock by Powerbomb. What? Taker defeats Sid with a tombstone. Nash uses his trusty cattle prod on Taker, (laughs) gets the pin. Triple H enters the fray. Nash tries to tag out, but Goldberg turns on him and KOs him, leaving Trips to get the pin. In comes Flair, counters the pedigree, and puts Trips in the figure four for the submission. Angle comes in, and the angle lock gets countered into another figure four. In comes Austin, and Flair walks straight into a stunner. Goldberg comes in, but gets attacked by Nash, and they fight out onto the floor. Goldberg gets counted out, and Austin is the last man standing for Team WWF. Thanks, as always, Glenn, double N, period. Uh, you have the right winner, I think. Um, I, I question Sid defeating Rock by Powerbomb. I question Sting not eliminating anybody. And I understand mm. that that, mm. ro- that WWE team is stacked, but at, this Sting also being is, the first one out is a very surprising thing for the audience. Yes. I also think we need, I would see, and again, if we're doing it that way, I would do a callback to Taker's first Survivor Series where he makes his debut Taker and Sting at one point face off and brawl out into the crowd and both get counted out, which mm. then sets up a future Taker-Sting match, which is what everybody seems to want. But then again, Glenn, how can we argue with the bestest of all besties? Uh, Pav, the Great American Tour. Hi, guys. 
I've had this subject in my DDT list of topics since July 2020. When the Great American Bash first started in the 80s, it was a tour, lasting most of the month of July. How would you book a Great American Bash tour now? I love NXT and watch weekly now that it's back on the WWE Network in the UK. I prefer this version to the old black and gold one. But I refuse to watch the Great American Bash and Halloween Havoc out of principle because I believe it is blasphemous for those two prestigious events to be on a developmental show. It would be like if SummerSlam or Survivor Series were used on a developmental show. To me, it's unacceptable. I'm glad Starcade is no longer a live event also. I appreciate the sentiment of what you're saying, Pav. I think you might be taking it a little bit too far. Um, it makes you want to watch NXT because it's Halloween Havoc and all of us who have that great nostalgia now can have that nostalgia live on in NXT. I don't know if and I the consider way- the Great American Bash and Halloween Havoc to be prestigious events the way that SummerSlam and Survivor yeah. Series are. The In WCW... When you, you see had- Jim Ross in a Dracula costume, <laughs> a, a very poor Dracula costume, yes. I'm not sure that qualifies as prestigious any longer. To be fair, Jim Ross at WrestleMania 9 wore a toga. And that was glorious in comparison. <laughs> I'm also remember that electric cage match or whatever that was. That was Halloween Havoc Thunderdome. Also not prestigious. Halloween Havoc is the fan favorite. It's the feel good yes. sort of thing. Um, but you know, W Starcade was their WrestleMania. Sure. Um, Just like Slam Aversary is the WrestleMania of TNA. Yeah. If I is had, to, if is I it still had, or is it bound for glory? I think it's bound for glory. I think you're right. Yeah. If I had to pick a big four, and I could be wrong, I would say Spring Stampede, Bash at the Beach, Fall Brawl, Starcade. What's is Great American Bash originally WCW? Yes, and NWA from the eighties. Bash and at the Beach. Bash at the Beach is WCW. That came later. Oh, okay. So you could say you could say it's the Great American Bash and not Bash at the Beach. That's fine. I just like the The great American bash at the beach. There you go. And then they also had beach blast for a while. So they were big in the beach there in WCW. Great American bash at the beach blast. I love it. I love it. And the way I would use the great American bash tour would be as follows. I suppose we could have answered the question, but let's hear what pop has to say. I would have live events throughout June with the United States Championship closing each show. Okay. I will have these in very patriotic, maybe southern markets. I don't know what those markets <laughs> are, but that's where I would go. It would be the only time a year titles change hands at a house show to bring unpredictability to the Great American Bash, and by extension, reestablishing its legitimacy. I would also have some of those shows be outdoors to mimic July 4th parties. Well, if it's the only time of year that those titles change hands, it's not going to be unpredictable for very long. True. The tour would culminate on a Raw or SmackDown. I'm not sure which show the U.S. title is on, SmackDown, 
as I haven't watched WWE properly in ages. Me too. But every year, the U.S. champion gets a world title shot on the final night of the Great American Bash. The U.S. title starts the tour as something everything is fighting Ooh. for. But the tour ends with the U.S. title being the device that gets you a world title shot. How would you book yours, Pav? I'm booking fun it like that. Fun fact, according to Wallet Hub, Massachusetts has been voted the U.S. city with the best quality of life 2023. Factors were affordability, economy, education, and health, as well as safety. I'm guessing Wallet Hub is writing articles with AI because Massachusetts, not a city. That would be a state. But, um, okay. I want to do, I remember Liam Stryker and I bandied about this idea at one point, and I'm sure many others. WWE house party. Once a month, maybe every other week, you go to one of those live events, a house show, you have, uh, you don't add any extra detail, you don't put a Titan Tron necessarily up, you, you, you have it look like a house show, but you send a camera crew, and on the network, on Peacock, we're watching a house show, and it's, it's non-canon necessarily, you have matches that don't necessarily make sense, the match, you know, because when you go to a house show, it's a fun atmosphere. There's everybody's a little more relaxed. You're not necessarily, um, you know, you can do things that are a little more silly and fun with the audience because you don't have to worry about trying to tell a story week to week. I think that would be fun. That would be how I would do the Great American Bash. It would be every Saturday or every pick a day. Um, you have these things, and yeah, you have one in the daytime. You have one at one in the afternoon. Um, you know, you have something like this. Maybe get some of the kids involved. You know, make it something fun for for the whole family to watch. Uh, that could be fun. I, yeah, I mean, building off of Pav's suggestion, I don't hate the idea of treating this like a month-long version of either the 24-7 title or the um, or even Money in the Bank, right? Where mm -hmm. the... And the thing I think I would add to it is have the U.S. Championship only come out for the Great American Bash Tour. It doesn't exist outside of the tour. And so it's literally very much a Money in the Bank style thing. And yeah, defend it anywhere, anytime, whatever like that. And whoever happens to hold the hot potato at the end of the month, yeah, they get the title shot. I think that's all right. I think that's kind of fun. That could yeah. be a cool thing. Be frantic. And I'm always looking for a little more energy and excitement in some of these storylines. I think that'd be a good way to do it. I, I like his idea quite a lot. I do wonder, um, being from the UK, though, if you had to guess at some of those southern markets, what would you guess? <laughs> this, I mean, I couldn't name. If you asked me if I was like, ah, I, I guess uh, uh, Piccadilly, I don't know, uh, Cornwall. <laughs> I'd just be naming things that sound vaguely British. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. Well, well, the, interesting, the interesting thing about that, yes, it is the Great American Bash, but you could absolutely do that in the UK. You could do a, you know, the great UK bash and you bring back the United Kingdom title for that month 
And then you have the same sort of thing. And then that frees you up to do, you could do an Australia tour. You could do a tour of Asia. You could do a tour of, you know, um, continental Europe. Bring back the European title. You know, you could have some fun with that and hit a bunch of places that, you know, maybe not necessarily always get that kind of love. So, Pav, you might be on to something. Next up is Mrs. Manson, 2024. Hi, Doc in D.C. My first email of 2024. Where have you been? January tends to be a time for those to make New Year's resolutions and goals for the new year. I usually don't make too many, but this year I will, one, decide to increase my reading goal from 12 to 24 books with encouragement from Doc Manson and Rochelle. Two, move more. Treadmill, elliptical yoga, walks when it's not. Is elliptical yoga a thing or are those two things? Two things, I think. Okay. Treadmill, elliptical, yoga, walks when it's not freezing with Oscar and Lenny. Just generally trying to be more active where I can. And three, less mindless scrolling. Excellent. You'll be my accountability buddy. I'll report back in a few months. Are either of you working towards goals for 2024? They could be short-term or long-term. Cheers to 2024, Mrs. M, PC, PS. Nice to see you in the parking lot, DC and Mrs. Matthews. Hope you got lots of fun things at Trader Joe's. We did, and then immediately came home and realized we forgot some stuff, so now we need to go back, of course. Sweet. Uh, Goals for 2024. Uh, I agree with the movement thing um i've started trying to add some squats into my you know sort of sedentary life i was doing some wall push-ups because i was too scared to try a regular push-up um you know i had rolled out my wife's yoga mat and was just doing some stretching even that is not something i always do so i'm trying to you know and again when the weather improves Hopefully, there will be some walking going on. Um, I debated getting a walking pad, hmm. which is, you know, it's treadmill-ish, but it's just, it just lays on the floor, and it's a conveyor belt that you use. I'm, you know, not sure how that would work, but. Don't fall. Have, that's the question. That was my wife's first comment was, are you going to fall over? And I was like, well, I always fall over, so. <laughs> Uh, goals for you? I move more for sure. Yeah. Um, work less. Laugh more. <laughs> you know, I, no, I don't know. Definitely the move more thing. I want to get back on the exercise wagon. I've been doing pretty good a little bit off and on here since the start of the year. Uh, I had a, overall, I had some, you know, stagnant points during 2023. Um, sure. But I did pretty good, I think, mostly last year. And I'd like to keep that up. I'd like to lose some more weight. Not that I've lost any appreciable amount so far, but I am about five pounds down from where I started 2023. So that's something. And I'd like to, I'd like that to like triple or quadruple for 2024. Mm -hmm. Ain't going to happen, but you know, I'd like it to. Um, So yeah, I guess that mostly is is the big thing. Nothing else that I'm really... Last year, I was like, ah, I want to learn more about AI art. I want to learn more about blah, blah, blah. And like, I did. I did some of that stuff. Um, but, you know, it is it is what it is. Yeah. 
I, I have this idea in the back of my head to try to get into learning how to build a computer. Um, and not just because in a woot box of crap, I got some 320 gigabyte hard drive. And now I'm like, oh, I could build a whole computer around this that probably isn't even that big. Um, <laughs> but, you know, this was the first year that I was kind of like, look, I have 40 years of history that show that I make a lot of goals and very rarely do I see them all the way through to fruition. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't have goals, but I just didn't have the energy to try to put any out into the universe. Maybe, maybe that'll be a February thing for me. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, thank you, Mrs. M. And our final email, Nate, able to get one in OT. Good afternoon slash early evening, DC and Doc. Currently at my job, business is picking up, especially as we get closer to the end of our fiscal year at the end of March. So my goal each pay period is to hit 100 to 120 hours. It's time and a half and double time on Sundays. I'm sure overtime works differently for you guys, considering you take your work home and have to schedule and detail everything out and do so much. If you get a chance at OT, do you take it or do you ever think you'll get burnt out? Uh, I think I speak for both of us where one of the downsides of being a salaried employee is overtime isn't really a thing that exists. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Our administration has hinted at various points over the last few years that there would be opportunities um, for, for work we could put a timesheet out for, but it's been very vague and there's been, Oh, well you would have to really prove that you did something with that time. Um, So you'd have to submit your work and then we would look it over and tell you whether or not it met our criteria. And then you say, well, what is the criteria? We don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll get right on that. Mm, indeed, you will. A uh, piece of positivity is that next week I'll be back. It'll be back in the 30s after the wind chill has been negative 20 for the past week. Have a wonderful night. Your bestie, Nate, sent from my iPhone 14. There was an exclamation point there. All right. Did I emote that well? You did. You did All an right. excellent job. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I and and I don't. I don't bring work home. Like I know that doc is working on slides and doing all of that. And we've been told with all this new curricula that we have, that we should be bringing things home and looking them over, but I don't get paid extra for that. The reason I think why I I do a lot of this work from home too, though, is because realistically speaking, my job is when I'm in lecture and like meeting with students, but like, it's not a full-time schedule. You know what no. I mean? Like on its own, it's not. So like, I don't feel badly like working on other things when I'm not at the office as a result. And in fact, yeah. if I have the opportunity to leave the office or not go to the office in the first place, I immediately take it. So sure. like working from home is necessary if I'm going to cut yeah. those physical presence corners, I guess. There are certain things that I will bring home and work on, but they are pet projects that I'm choosing to do. So, for example, you know, 
I'll take something home. I'll bring a work, oh, like a school book home because I'm like, I could take this 250 page teacher manual and I can take the unit that I'm going to teach and probably cut it down to a five page Word document that will give me the essential elements I need and I don't need the 250 page manual anymore. That is worth my time to come home and play around with. But I teach young enough kids that I'm not grading giant papers. I'm not, you know, coming home and writing out elaborate lesson plans. When my, my day officially ends at around 3.45 p.m. and I am out the door most days by 3.47 p.m. So I'm not waiting around. Uh, thank you to Nate and Mrs. Manson and Pav and Glenn and Danielle for your emails. We always appreciate hearing from the besties. Uh, what is that piece of positivity, Doc Manson? What's, what's been good? The eyes are closing again. He forgot this piece of the show was coming. No, no, no. I got it. I got it this week. I, I think um, my piece of positivity this week are my friends. I, I had, you know, folks listening to the podcast, reaching out, asking me how I was doing, how my mother was doing. You know, D.C. Matthews was one of those peoples. Um, you know, good friend of the show, GQ, uh, the Arsicist, others. But, you know, people <laughs> on even on email this week, I think Danielle mm. asked me about how my mom was doing. And I think that's great. Mm. You know, I, I really appreciate hearing from folks um, just out of the blue like that. Just check it in. Mm. It's nice. Glenn has inquired. Oh, good. Um, he inquired with me. Uh, Brandon Banks. Um, mom also is going through a, a couple of health issues. Um, also doesn't appear to be as serious as originally believed. Um, Glad to hear that. So, I was chatting with him and he said, please tell Doc I empathize. Okay. Um, so, you know, the 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 besties have rallied. Yeah. You know, we're they're there, they're there pumping you up, they're there believing in you. Oh, look at that. They, All right. So well, I'm glad to hear it. Uh my piece of positivity this week is a weird one because um, I feel like I successfully adulted in a way that doesn't usually happen for me. Um, you know, we don't own a house. We don't have children. We don't even have pets. And yet there is often still a long list of things um, that that need to get done. And I tend to be the person who wants to just sort of jujitsu my way out of them or push them off or only do the bare minimum we ordered we are in the need of a new mattress it's been probably eight to ten years probably time to get a new new bed and we went out we did some shopping we found one we really liked we came home we were ready to order it and turned out it's been discontinued and when we contacted the company they were like yeah we don't know why that mattress is still out there on the floor uh, sorry about that. Um, but, you know, there's other ones that are pretty much just as good for three times the price. 
So that was frustrating. So we decided as possibly a stopgap measure to buy a bed in a box. We got a bed in a box. So we found one, we ordered it, only cost a couple hundred dollars instead of a couple thousand dollars. Got it, unwrapped it, the whole, you know, went through the whole thing of getting it out of the packaging. It, you know, inflates essentially or, or you know, whatever the term is. Uh, get it all set up. And two nights in, we're like, nah, this ain't working. Nah. We miss our old bed. And we had not gotten rid of the old mattress. It was just hanging out in the house. So we swapped it around. And then we have this other <clears throat> mattress. And so, you know, I bought it. And so my wife said, you can decide what you want to do with it. I wound up getting a refund from Amazon because they, you know, Amazon is such a big company that they're just like, oh, yeah, we'll give you your money back. Uh, don't worry about it. Keep the bed. Do something with the bed. Whatever. So right. I reached out to a, a co-worker who has a 20-something um, son who just got his first out of, you know, out of college apartment, um, just moved in within a few weeks. And I said, you know, by chance, are they in need of a queen size mattress? Cause I've got one that we don't need anymore. And so, and it's essentially brand new. It's, it's, it's been slept on for two nights and is essentially brand new. And so she was like, you know, he's got one that he's probably had since high school. Yeah. Let me reach out and see if he and his girlfriend want it. And today, you know, they, they came over they we load helped them load it in the back of their truck and you know they we didn't charge them because I it was if literally it's costing me nothing and it's just out of the house and it was one of those things where <laughs> I I am so pitiful on a normal basis my wife was was impressed for like forty minutes <laughs> that she was just like it's gone and I was like yeah and she's like you took care of it you organized it you made sure it, it, it's gone. I was like, uh-huh. And, you know. So you probably so felt just, good for those 40 minutes. But at what point did it start sinking into your brain that she's only proud of me because she thinks I'm a louse? Oh, I've known that for decades. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I, not, the, not, not about you, about, about myself. And, and I'm not. <laughs> and and I, am, I am useless in many things. Um, but I also know. But you're also a hell of a lover. That if I... That too. <laughs> that if I keep the expectations low, it doesn't take much to get praise. Praise is pretty sweet, isn't it? Uh, it felt so good. <laughs> like we're, we're on the couch eating dinner and she's just like, I just can't believe you took care of that so easily. I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah, so successful adulting. Great. Uh, and you did something nice for someone else. I think that's great. Uh, that's it. You know, you got to, I, I felt like you got to pay it forward. I've known this kid since he was a third grader because um, the coworker lives in the town where I work. So I've known him for a long time. Uh, it, it was a pleasure. I am a little hurt that you had free merchandise. I didn't immediately think of giving it to Doc Manson, but I suppose in this case. Are, you in, need, are you in need of a bet? Uh, not at all. Not at all. Okay. But, you know, free stuff. I suppose that's true. 
Doc likes praise, but he also likes free stuff. Well, you heard it here first, besties. If you have free things, especially free money, head over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. My name is DC Matthews at BDC Matthews. Have yourselves a heck of a week there, my loves. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie? Let's get these ladies to rumble. No?